Amiga. Welcome to Amiga Rise Up. I'm Sofia Estrella, the host of this podcast, and a Puerto Rican from Chicago who loves Jesus and loves coffee. I'm a wife, mother, entrepreneur, business, and career coach. And just like you, I've been in a place where I've questioned God on what my calling is, or I felt stagnant knowing that there had to be more to my life. I've been in a place where I lost sight of who God has called me to be and stuck in doubt or fear to take a risk and take the next steps, forgetting to walk in just the boldness and authority that he's given me. But not anymore. I know what needs to be done to rise up. My heart is to help women like you transition into the career or business that aligns with your calling so that you can walk in the authority and influence God intends for you. When you listen to this podcast, you'll learn that you and what you do are part of a much bigger plan. You'll learn that what God has called you to do in this season matters and that you have the ability to leave legacies where you are and change entire environments for his glory. There is more for you, Amiga, and if you're ready to find out what the more is and rise up the way God intended, then stay tuned. Let's do this. Welcome back, Amiga. It's been a few weeks, but I was away in Jamaica celebrating my 28th wedding anniversary. And then um, after that, I was in Oklahoma visiting my daughter in college who was just feeling really homesick. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about what it means to embrace your life journey and steps to embrace it. I think it's so fitting because embracing this journey includes disruptions or interruptions, whether they're positive or negative, right? Here I had to interrupt recording these episodes so I could be fully present with my husband as we celebrated us. And then when my daughter, who was just wanting her mom or needing her mom, I was able to pick up and just go there to be with her. Sometimes we have to do what we have to do, right, without feeling guilty. So I know this topic is going to be really helpful um, for you. When I think of life, I wish our journey was a straight line. And what I mean by that is, you know, a life that's just full of few challenges, right? Everything goes in the way most people imagine. Like, you know, you think of growing up, you get married, you have kids, you buy a house with a fence, and you just work the rest of your life until you until you die. And there's nothing really eventful that occurs. But truthfully, a life like this with no challenges is difficult to find opportunities for growth. Like there's no way that you would be able to, it would be difficult, let's just say, to grow when nothing ever happens. Like Peter Scazzaro states in his book called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and I'm going to quote this, journeys involve movement, action, stops and starts, detours, delays, and trips into the unknown. It also includes trials, as the Bible says in John 16, 33. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tri tribulation, but take heart because I have overcome the world. I'm going to challenge you today to look at your journey in a positive light. Now, I'm not saying you can't feel the emotions of the difficulties within your journey. That's necessary to get through the tough times. But I am saying that if you finally understand that your journey is also about getting to know your Heavenly Father in a deeper way, you'll walk your journey in confidence. Embrace in the dictionary means to accept or support willingly and enthusiastically. Not everything we go through in our journey will be accepted enthusiastically when we look at it at face value. And I think you'll agree with that. For example, if you lost a loved one in your journey or you are taking care of someone who is sick, 
it's, it's kind of difficult to embrace those life events enthusiastically. But what you can embrace enthusiastically is the awareness that God is still holding you, holding you up in this journey. When we look at the story of Job, we see a man who had everything in earthly standards. He was rich. He had a family, his health, and he loved God. When all these things are taken from him, even though Job felt the emotion and was questioning God, he finally understood that explaining why God allows what he does was too difficult to grasp with his human mind. When challenging things happen in our journey, we, like Job's friends, we try to find a reason. When reality, things just happen sometimes and there's nothing we could have done to stop it at all. So how do we embrace our journeys if sometimes we just don't have the, the control? One of the first things is not to focus on your des- destination, but appreciate the steps to the destination. These steps can be opportunities, experiences, the tears, laughter. It's all the positive and the negative. Be present in the moments of each day. We live in a time where being present is just so difficult with our cell phones and the busyness of lives, and I'm sure you'll agree with that. We have to be grateful for where we are today for the people in our lives, and the experiences. Remembering how fortunate you are helps you be less negative about your life. Another part of embracing your journey is identifying what's important to you. And this is going to look different for all of us. So you have to identify your values in your life. I know so many people who just, you know, that they have a hard time identifying the non-negotiables in their lives. So it causes a lot of confusion for them and their journey. The values and priorities that are most important to you. That's what I mean by that. So in my particular case, I value my family. Family time is a priority for me. These times are alone with my husband or with my children. I, though, I want that. I need that for even for myself to feel fulfilled. Even at the worst of times, being with my family is such a huge value to me. My three girls are in their 20s and my son is 16, but the values of our uh, family are so strong that even for them, they suggest things for us to do so that we could spend time together. And you saw even in the time that I spent away, going away with my husband, we actually try to do that um, a few times a year and the same with my kids and we do a big vacation all together. Um, And then we do like small things, going to the movies and things like that. Why? Because for me, that's valuable family time. Another non-negotiable is my relationship with God. No one could ever convince me that there isn't a God. He is a total priority in my life. Work is a priority, but there are boundaries within that priority I try to maintain so it doesn't supersede my family or my relationship with God. So sometimes there may be things... Like, for example, I work in a hospital, and if they ask me to take a shift on the weekend, but I know my son has a basketball game, then my response to them is, no, I won't be, you know, I won't take a shift on the weekend because I want to be there for my son's basketball game. Now, obviously, I have some flexibility. Not everyone has that when it comes to their employment, but that's why even when finding what you're going, the job you're going to have or what you can work yourself up to when you're looking for a job is a job that does respect or at least what's the word value um, family because some jobs just don't. And some in all honesty, just can't because of the nature of the job. But 
if you can find a place that does value family, they will give you breaks and time off um, and respect when, when you need those times off to just be with your family. It is a great practice if you can to write down your values and priorities. Uh, for example, my sister-in-law, she writes down her mission statement for her life and she has it like on her desk. And she says she looks at that often and she uses it kind of like a roadmap within her journey. So it's like when people ask her certain things, if it doesn't fall within that mission, even though she may have a talent for or whatever that is or asking her for, her response she knows will be no, because just right now in this season, what she's focused on within her mission for her life, her values, her priorities, that particular thing may not be a part of that. So she has to say no. And if it is a part of that, or it's going to help her move forward in whatever it is that she has as her mission or goal, then she'll say yes to. So that's kind of an example of something you couldn't use. Another thing um, to think of when you're going through your journey is to let go of control. And trust me, this is so hard for me. I So I know some of you can totally relate. Um, we just want to control the outcome. And it's worse when something unexpected happens because it is fully out of our control. And then we have to try to find our bearings as to how do we gain control again. But you have to understand that no matter how much you try to force things, if it's not what God has for your life, it's not going to happen. And in addition, your control doesn't stop bad things from happening either. We have to just trust the process. Now, trust me when I say this is easier said than done, because when it's something uh, tough, like you lose a loved one, you the grief that you go through and the sadness, it's not something like now you can just say, okay, I'm done grieving. Let me move on. No, that process takes a while. But the point in all of this is allow yourself to be in that process. Allow yourself to go through it and know that eventually you will get to the other side, even though right now your breath may have been taken away by whatever has occurred. The fourth step is, and I'm saying steps, but these are just another another thing that to look at, is to just really build relationships where you are valued and where you value others. The journey of life isn't a journey without people, the people you encounter along the way, without the family, the friends. The journey is not just about what we get, but it's also about what do we give to others. Your purpose, which is everyone's purpose in life, is to serve God and serve others. The key to purpose is using your strengths to serve other people. It's amazing what happens even when you're at the weakest points in your life, when you reach out of yourself and you are able to help someone else, how life-changing that can be. Another part of embracing your journey is to be willing to try new things so you don't get stuck. Trying new things opens the door to opportunities. Be willing to embrace different possibilities that life has to offer. If you think of your journey as a story in a book, every time you take a new or different path, it's a new chapter in your life. So with God, God's help, that new chapter will be a powerful part of your journey. One of the last steps to embrace your journey is learn to be grateful for everything. And again, I know this is hard because if you're grieving a divorce, a death, or some loss, how can we be grateful? You could be saying, Sophie, I'm angry and I don't feel like being grateful. But you know what? It's okay if that's where you are. Allow yourself to feel 
those feelings. Dealing with those emotions and feelings is part of the journey and you should not be ashamed or feel guilty about experiencing or feeling that. I also would encourage you to remember at some point in the painful process that heartbreak is a step that can encourage your growth and it can lead you to new insights. It can lead you to wisdom, to finding the good that sustains you. It is also a reminder that for every potential situation that almost destroyed you is a chance for you to become stronger. It's also an opportunity to just lean in closer to God than you ever had and allow him to carry you through the pain. And although I mentioned all of these steps, they are not in a certain sequence. It doesn't mean that they will happen in each of those orders Everyone is at a different place in their journey, so you determine the steps and sequence and how you will use these in your journey. But my biggest word of advice I've learned in walking out my journey is that just because you have not arrived at the fulfillment of your purpose or calling does not mean you are off course to fulfill it. Learning who and what God has called you to will sometimes take time to figure out, so learn what you need to along the way. Collect tools in your pocket so that when it comes time to fulfill what God is calling you to, you're ready. You're not wasting time in what you're doing. And don't despise the small beginnings or even the hard beginnings, because sometimes they will be small and sometimes they will be hard and sometimes both at the same time. But they will lead you to victories in in your life that may look like more wisdom, more strength, more peace. It may look like Your victory may look like fulfillment. It may be just accepting this is where what my life is right now and this is what I have to walk out. So whatever you need, you can put whatever word in there as your victory. You will have one at the end. So I mean, embrace the journey you're in. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, I'm going to have another special guest who's going to share um, her story of becoming a salon owner and a stylist for models. Um, she's such a fun person. You're going to love her magnetic personality and just really be encouraged. So remember that you can always touch base with me if you need, if you have any questions, if you want to comment on anything I said, um, on Instagram at Ignite Your Calling or in my Facebook, um, group called Kingdom Minded Women Aligning Purpose Calling and Career. Thank you. And it was so great speaking with you today. So I, you know, I can't wait to be back here next week. Bye.